Thank you for listening to this episode of the 365 Message Center Show. Check out our website at 365mcs.com for all the details about our show. And we're on all the socials at 365mcs. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This is the 365 Message Center Show. Thanks for being patient with us as we skipped a week. Uh, We Mm. felt like there was one or two messages that we could cover and both of us had a lot going on, so we we skipped a week. But uh, let's yeah, let, here we are. Let's take. Uh, let's. I don't want us to th- uh, give the impression to our listeners and to our watchers that what we had going on was more important than you. That's not true. It's just that we felt like there wasn't a whole lot of messages out there for us to cover, and then we've integrated them, the ones we thought were good, into this week's anyway. So hey, you know, quality over quantity, right? Um, so welcome everyone to episode 270 and uh, I think uh, this is a great start to 2023 Daryl I think we've um, things have been going well how about you we're we're at the end of the first month how how are you doing oh uh, okay I won't get into it but um, just to say that there's a lot of water in Auckland right now there is. Um, some may have seen that we're we're facing unprecedented floods. What is it with this word unprecedented, right? We've used it so many times for so many things lately that it's not unprecedented to use the word unprecedented. Hmm. Right. It's become very common as it uh, as it were. So um, stay dry. We and we hope all of those in New Zealand and especially in those areas of, of major flooding are doing well. Um, and are able to uh, recover uh, quickly mm. and easily. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining. I, you know, I think the our title, our headline, as it were, uh, for this week, updated meeting recap, is an interesting one, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna start with that one. But first, we're gonna say, people. Go ahead and hit the, if you're on watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit the thumbs up. If you're listening to this as a podcast, go ahead and give us a, a like and a rating on the platform that you're listening because the podcast is available everywhere you get your podcasts. So please give us a rating. We'd love to see those five stars um, and those thumbs up. And, you know, go ahead and share. Share this, this video, this audio out to those that you know so that they can come along and learn uh, with you and with us, and uh, we can be a, a nice, happy family. Um, I, and I'm going to call Daryl the black sheep of that happy family. But hey, um, he's wearing black today, by the way, for everybody that's wondering. So um, go ahead and, and give us a share. We'd really appreciate it. Indeed. Well, yes, Daniel, uh, as you said, we've got a couple of good messages that we've wrangled together. Um, wrangled. And, oh. uh, yeah, wrangled. Uh, and well, Daniel, start start us off with this one about Outlook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is meeting recap on Outlook on the web, MC five hundred nine zero six. And how many times have you uh, walked away from a meeting, well, or just left a meeting, um, and said, "Wait, what did we discuss? Um, what was that meeting yesterday? There were some points." We discussed, we needed to get done. I do it quite frequently uh, because I like to see people putting in action items in chat in a meeting in Teams, for instance. Uh, So you can just go back to the chat and see what was decided. Um, This is the bringing to you the ability to go back into 
that meeting. So go to your calendar and this is in Outlook on the web, okay? Which is the platform I use. I use Outlook on the web rather than the app. And you go in, open it up, and you're going to be able to see, there'll be a, a link when you open it up to click for the meeting, view meeting recap. And Daryl's showing that on the screen right now, the little animated um, GIF here to show how that works. So you, what it'll do, it'll pull up a, a recap. And what, what's a recap? To me, it's the things that were said, the things that were shown, uh, and the decisions that were made in a meeting. I'm just throwing that out there as that's the kind of my, my qualifiers. Well, attachments for this meeting, um, the, the kind of agenda, um, and any notes that you're taking, as well as the recording, transcript, uh, if, if those things were done in the meeting, and the attendance who showed up will all be made available to you uh, in the bottom part of the, the meeting uh, information. And now there's some things to look here and go, hmm, wait a minute, that's interesting. Um, the And I think the biggest for me is um, the OneNote integration. You'll see it there. Under meeting recap, you have recording, transcript, and attendance buttons. But then right below that, you see a OneNote icon that has the sales analysis review dot one, which is the OneNote file for this. And then it has agenda and notes underneath that. Um, so this is a OneNote integration, okay, for your meeting. Um, and then the other thing that I see uh, over to the right is a little... Um, personal, a, a person, I guess, icon to say who's last edited this. And um, so I, we can get that information of who's been active on this meeting information over on the right-hand side. So this is, um, for me, I like this because, wow, I, I can get all the information in one place. I can tell you how many times I've gone off looking for things that was shared in a meeting. But I love this integration with OneNote. Um, I think this is a this is kind of a change in behavior that people are going. If if you're not used to doing this, this is something that I, I'd love to see more people doing, uh, so that we can capture that information in a consumable area um, for everyone to get to. Um, what do you think, Daryl? What do you think about this meeting recap and the information that's provided? Yeah, we we do see a slight change in where. Um, things are found that have been in the recap for a little while, the recording, transcript, and attendance. But it is the the OneNote integration, uh, which is something new, newish. Like we've seen it talked about um, last year, maybe even a bit before that, where the initial plan was to have an agenda, notes, and and follow on tasks that you could add to a meeting beforehand. And this is the, the kind of the pre-planning change in behavior that, that um, would be helpful for people uh, who, who want to come back to a meeting invite, simply just going back to the meeting invite and finding everything to do with the meeting. Um, it's, it's an integration of OneNote, but it's actually the, a portion of it's powered by Loop. That's what you were saying, Daniel, that the, this person is in there right now with the green circle around it. And if a couple of other people were in there too, um, you would be able to see uh, those notes uh, and maybe curses uh, that are adding to that. Um, and collapsed under there, of course, is that uh, agenda 
list as well, uh, which uh, probably not as important to show in a, in a follow-up or recap, but um, mm. it is there as part of that original artifact. Well, I think for me, this is bringing technology, this is a an adoption activity that's going to have to happen for organizations. If this is what you want, then you're going to have to train people that when they're in a meeting, who's, how do we take notes? How do we capture the, those decisions that are made? And then how do you look at them afterwards? Mm. So, I mean, it's just something that if you want to use this functionality, you're going to have to have adoption in your organization. Um, there, there is some things to know about this. This is for scheduled meetings in your calendar. Okay. Mm. This is not, um, this is not for meetings that are in channels. So yet another reason maybe not to use channel meetings, um, teams channel meetings. I, um, there's some people that love teams channel meetings for, for good reason, but this is one that, um, meetings that are on group calendars, this won't be available ad hoc meetings, meaning, Hey, I'm, I call somebody, uh, in teams directly and we, we talk and, um, have an ad hoc meeting. That's the meet now button, isn't it? Yeah. And then meetings, you know, if you have, and this one's interesting, meeting recordings that are started automatically in Teams will not appear in the recap. Um, so anyway, just keep those in mind because that'll Im have some implications into the, your experience. This will mm. be rolling out late January, so now-ish, uh, to target a release late February as the target for the end of that. And then standard release late February uh, through late May. So there will be a little bit of time there for standard release rolling out. And remember, mm. this is Outlook on the web only. Okay? Yeah. Um, so, Daryl, uh, let's switch in gear. Oh, sorry. Could you could you lower your hand, please, in Teams? Could you? No, go ahead. Is that a phantom? Is that a legacy? I've heard. Is legacy that a legacy hand? hand? That's what I've heard. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly it. Um... In in uh, consulting circles of Microsoft 365, <laughs> yeah. um, right? Well, uh, this feature might be quite welcome, uh, especially for those who facilitate meetings and um, you know you have hands that are left up right the way through, and you kind of have to keep track of who has uh, lowered their hand or not, or raised their hand. Teams automatic lowering of users raised hand after speaking. MC five zero one nine eight one. So this is uh, quite a clever feature, really. Simple but clever. Uh, think about when you raise your hand, Daniel, and you're probably on mute. Usually you are because you're raising your hand because it's usually a, a larger meeting. Um, maybe it's a smaller meeting and there's only three people and you're just like, I want to get a word in. <laughs> um, but you're muted and uh, you, you raise your hand, the facilitator says, okay, yep, what's your question? You come off mute. Um, and sometimes we forget that our hand is, is still up there. Well, this clever feature, uh, what it does is it listens out for when you come off mute, you begin to speak. And it gives you a little warning here, as, as we've got on screen, just describing it for the podcast people. It says, um, the warning is, lowering your hand in a few seconds, we notice that you've spoken, and you've got an option to keep it raised if you want to. Um, but yeah, as it hears your voice, it's going to trigger that, and then it will lower your hand automatically. Um, pretty cool. Clever, simple, but um, using its 
signals around it to to make a smart decision and lower that hand for you. What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think this is a, for me, the, the anything that helps reduce the confusion of what's going on in the meeting, because there is, um, there's two pain points with this whole raising hand thing. One is people go and do, um, either they mean to do a, a hand clap or whatever, you know, a thumbs up and they hit raise hand, mm. um, which is frustrating. Um, but, or the other way around, they want to raise hand, they go to a thumbs up and they're waiting to be called. And, eh. but for me, this idea of I've raised my hand now I'm wanting to talk, right? I'm talking, having conversation in the meeting, asking my question, whatever it is. And I don't want to have to fiddle with the hand mm. because I'm talking. I don't want to have to be, oh, I'm going to go up and lower my hand now and then talk. That's, you know, or after I'm done talking, you want that your name to drop off the list of people that have their hand raised so that it's easier for the moderator or whoever's leading the meeting to see who's next and who mm. you need to call on. I think this is great. I think, you know, what the... Um, the interesting thing will be is how long, what is the indicator for automatically lowering your hand? Um, you know, you talk, great. You came off mute. What if you, you know, is, is it just come off mute and, and you said, um, and no one listened to you and now it's lowering your hand? That, that's, um, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how that works um, in real life. What's the but, use but case like too for keeping your hand raised, right? Yeah. So I, is this is I, this I for the person that says, "I've got a four part question," mm. <laughs> so I just want to leave my hand up there. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. type it up, please, in the chat, and we'll answer <laughs> it over the rest of the meeting. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so that is uh, rolling out in late March for GCC. Uh, oh, sorry. Go back up. Go back up. There's quite a list. Public mm -hmm. preview rolling out early February nowish. Uh, production mid March, except to be expected to be complete late March. GCC late mama late March to <laughs> complete early April. GCC high to begin rolling out late April, complete early May. Wow, this is quite a spread for a, quite a simplistic feature. Um, DOD will be rolling out early May, complete mid May really addressing each of those stratifications um, month by month. I'd like to see more of that, honestly. Um, yeah. If, if they're going to have different rollouts, include government clouds in there and oh, oh, tell yeah. us some details for sure. Yeah, but but spreading that out over so many months, I guess, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, well, Daniel, um, yes. your turn. Um, but first of all, I just want to, I just want to, praise you for your involvement in the show you know that you're, you're mm. an integral part of this i couldn't do it without you wouldn't mm. want to do it without you so i'm sending sure. you some praise you know do you want to show I, that somewhere i i think i would love for everyone to see that whenever they go and look at my profile card um <laughs> in outlook and teams that's what i yep. want or and even in Twitter. Mm. Uh, Microsoft Viva. Praise highlights in profile card in Teams and Outlook. MC500903. And th it's exactly what we were just kind of having fun with there is showing when someone gives you praise, 
showing that praise on your profile card. So when someone goes and looks at your profile card, you know, um, hovers over you, clicks on you, and shows that in Teams or in Outlook, they're they're going to see a preview of a praise that you get, and they'll be able to see more. Um, the yes, you can turn this off. So if you don't want people to see the praises that you're getting, you can turn it off. Okay, so there you go. Uh, so who, who can turn it off? The person. So I, if, person. I, if I don't want your praise to show up on my card, I can turn it off. I can say, hey, I don't want this on there because <laughs> I'm getting stupid praise or something. I mean, like I'd like praise from this boss, but not this boss. Right. So, uh, well, you can't get selective, can you? No, you cannot. <sighs> so there's some interesting things about this one, though. Hmm. Um, so, yes, it's Teams and Outlook only, um, which... You know, hey, we can see a profile card in SharePoint, mm. so we're not going to see that. Okay, interesting. Um, but it's also um, got a time limitation on it, meaning, and it says there in the message, if it's in the past year, right? So there's a time limitation of it'll only show ones that have been given last year. So that's interesting um why a year why is that why is there even a time um you know kind of time box sorry it's the people that you've interacted with in the last year yeah so it's it's like if you and i don't talk we don't meet we don't we're not in a meeting together we haven't emailed each other we haven't chatted Mm. in teams in in um more than a year then it won't show the praise that you that anybody gives me to you Right, so if you go and look at my people card, you won't see the prizes. So I'm assuming now you know what happens when we do that. But I'm assuming this means because, uh, you know, you're in a large organization, you know, maybe you don't want to share the praises that you're getting with someone who, you know, is in some other vertical in your organization that you know you've never interacted with or whatever. Um, so this is interesting uh, that they're not showing that. To people who you haven't interacted in uh this may be the i was trying to rack my brain is this the first area where this is the case where if you don't interact with somebody they get a different experience than others that you do interact with um Mm. that's a it's interesting there's the the graph side of things that that will suggest files and stuff that people are working on which usually and it's around your circles but yeah, this kind of feature. Yeah, I haven't seen anything else like it. And so, and another place that I was thinking about this could potentially show up, and this goes broader to praise in general, not just this feature, is I've been thinking a lot about topics, uh, Viva mm. topics. And uh, when you're designated as someone who uh, is is uh, knowledgeable about a topic, um, that would be interesting to see some topics integration that when I go to your profile or whatever, you get to those topics. Yeah. Um, and then vice versa. Maybe show that some of that praise on the topics. I don't know. Uh, so that you can, if I tag you with a topic during my praise, that it shows up on that topic page, and maybe you then can be, oh, this person knows about this. Okay, we'll, we'll make them as a knowledgeable person for this as well. So um, I thought that was, I don't know, 
maybe that's maybe a that's good totally, idea, Daniel. Uh, is it? I don't know. No, I, I it's think just so. something that you know. It's like a, it's a social way of of making the subject matter right. expert. Um, I guess show that how they're active because we see. Yeah. I mean, this is a side comment, but topics will suggest a subject matter mm-hmm. expert, or you can pin someone to it mm-hmm. if if your organisation's using it. But what's the activity around that? Well, here's one signal that would yeah. be great to show on the topic card. Indeed. So this is um, rolling out beginning early February, so soonish, and expected to be done by late. February um, so you'll be able to now uh, admins can disable this um, so you know disable praise in general as well so if that's something that you're not ready for in your organization um, then you can disable I feel like a lot of people look at praise and go oh we'll just enable it sure you know whatever I think there's some onboarding that needs to happen <laughs> there's some <laughs> There's some um, education that people need to receive on what praise is and what it isn't uh, in your organization. And it really depends on your environment, your, the way your organization um, interacts with each other and uh, gives praise. But I, I like seeing more surfaces um, rather than just, you know, in a Teams chat or something. I, I like seeing that. Indeed. You know? So um, I'd like to go, we went, we went from Outlook on the web to Microsoft Viva. Let's go back to Outlook on the web, sir. Show us and talk to us about another um, item about Outlook on the web, please. Yeah, composing messages. Uh, your experience is going to change a little bit in terms of where your buttons are. Outlook on the web, update locations to the message compose options. This is MC501737. Let's get straight down to our uh, graphic because it's always easier to talk about stuff when we see it. Um, Daniel and I were talking about this too because we both use Outlook on the web. I actually use it almost exclusively now like you, Daniel. So um, some of these changes aren't new to me, but they might be new to you if you haven't uh, been using the modern experience. So remember, as we author a uh, email, uh, you used to have, or maybe currently before this change arrives, you would have the formatting buttons and various things uh, down at the bottom of the body of the message. So you've added your person's name, you've added the content, the subject, and if you need to change any formatting, um, and bits and pieces it's down at the bottom of that message well the change is that that toolbar um, which uh, I would call also the simplified ribbon is going to be at the top of uh, the of your outlook on the web experience um, it is more consistent with everything else in office that's cool uh, it is also aligning with uh, the new outlook as as that comes out too uh, but Daniel you had a comment about maybe how balanced this looks and where the buttons are. Yeah, I, I felt like when you're looking at the screen um, and you've got uh, Daryl showing this uh, screenshot that we hear of, of what Outlook looks like and it has the bar which has undo and paste and the font you pick and, you know, the editing bar. Oh, look, a loop button. But it's spanning 
the whole top bar, meaning it's spanning your folder list, it's spanning across your message uh, list, and then your preview pane or your composing area. Um, so it's just a little bit of a change because if I'm looking at composing, I'm just focusing on this one area of the screen, then the buttons I might need to use are on the other side, right? Mm. On top of where the folder list is. Um, and so I think it's going to be just uh, having to get used to it a little bit. You know, it's not different than what it is and has been in the, in the past with Outlook uh, app, you know, where we had the ribbon. Everyone remember mm -hmm. the ribbon, right? We have ribbon across the whole area. Just It's just a little bit of a change of thinking of where are the buttons and uh, instead of at the bottom, you know, they're, they're now kind of spread across this, um, the whole width of the editing and viewing area. And that send button too has moved. So it will be directly above uh, the people um, addressing the, the, where the message is addressed. So interesting changes, but also, as we said, aligned with, um, everything else on offer so that begins rolling out mid-January so you probably are already seeing it mm -hmm. uh, and it should I be am. completed by mid-February um, done and dusted Daniel uh, something yes. happening in OneDrive in terms of uh, that yeah. experience it's another um, it's actually another uh, feature I, I've already seen the move of this composing and outlook on the web and now it's another feature I already have which is introducing OneDrive home the new landing experience, MC501991. So this is uh, a new experience when you go to your OneDrive home, and it should kind of look familiar. It's not a foreign concept. If you've been looking at the Office home or now the Microsoft 365 home, as we've talked about in previous episodes. So giving you a landing page that gives you recent documents and lets you filter those documents. Now, um, you probably have already, wait a minute, so I can only filter by Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and PDF? That's what's showing yeah. us. Yeah. Absolutely. That's exactly what that means. You <laughs> can only filter by those. Now, in the Microsoft 365 home experience, the, off, the old office home, you could filter you can add your own filters you know based upon your criteria you you can't hear maybe yet is the way i would put that mm. um but in the in the recent list of files you will not only see those office files and those pds but you're going to see other things you're going to see recordings you're going to see uh one notes you're going to see um you know the your various content that that you've been working with um in that listing so, and these are not just your files. These are your files, okay? It's not your one, just your OneDrive files. It's your team files too. You'll see um, that there's, there's team files here oh, yeah. as well. Huh. Um, and so you'll see that new home on the top left above my files and, and that's this experience. So um, is this a big deal? It, I think it is a big deal because it's a change in your user behavior, what's being shown to your users. Um, with some of the limitations on filtering here, I'm not too terribly excited about it, but hopefully they're going to have some improvements on mm. this. Uh, so this will be rolling out beginning of beginning in late January. I was, I was about to read that beginning 
the beginning of late January, which would be interesting. In but that's not what it says. Uh, beginning in late January, so now-ish, and I already have it, uh, for targeted release. And then standard release rolling out early February and expect to complete by late February. So I'd like to hear, you know, throw it in chat or if you're um, on the uh, podcast or on the watching this video recorded, give us your input on what do you think about this? Throw a comment in there. We'd love to hear your your thoughts on is this a thing? Um, and are you excited about this? And what improvements would you like to see in this in this area? I'd like to answer Phil's comment there. Yeah. Um, no place like home. How many homes do we need to have? Well, you know, yeah. it's it's just one of those privileges of being a multi-tenanted service that you have many homes, yeah. many feeds too. By the way, yeah, you know get what? your feed. I thank you, um, Daryl, for answering his question. Um, I think you should get a badge for that. Yeah, really? I mean, I'd wear yeah. it, definitely. Um, <laughs> so our final message today is actually a preparation message for the answers service, or answers as some people call it in the different parts of the world, um, in Microsoft Fever. Uh, this is getting ready for answers badges, MC495890. Uh, the answer service, just a quick recap, is uh, a new thing coming to Viva Engage, uh, Yammer, uh, where it's it's a smart way of being able to go to this portal, ask your questions, it'll pair that question with a subject matter expert or an existing answer that might have been marked as best answer, upvoted, etc. Part of incentivizing uh, people as they use this feature is that you are a subject matter expert. And you've been marked as such with the Microsoft Viva Topics service. Uh, and um, as you're, and I, I've recapped watching a video of this, um, one key thing as you are asking your question um, is that you need to assign a topic to it. It actually won't let you post without it. The, the button's grayed out. And that's really important. It pairs it to a topic. It finds who are the subject matter experts. And if you are one of the SMEs, then you're going to see a column of questions that you could answer. Uh, now, uh, this is the incentive uh, to, to show um, how active you are, that if you are answering questions, that uh, you will get a badge for a best answer. You also have two other types of badges with two different levels. Uh, your seeker level one, your question receives three upvotes uh, or 10 upvotes. Uh, and a scholar, your answer receives three upvotes or ten upvotes. I should, sorry, I should clarify that the seeker one is is encouraging people who are asking questions. The scholar badge is for people answering questions. Um, but Daniel, you and I were talking about this and the number of votes or upvotes. Um, it's interesting. What do you what do you think about that in terms of organization well, size? Yeah, I mean, every time we get a new feature, we have this, well, but I want to customize it. Um, you know, I'm sure Microsoft is tired of hearing that. But if you think about it, let's compare an organization that has 30 people and an organization that has 3,000. Okay? 30 people, um, if using this, and we have our levels here, that means 10% of your workforce. But if you re re remove yourself from that because you're doing getting the one getting the badge, more than 10% of the people in your workforce are going to have to um, give a reaction 
and uh, upvote for you to get this level one. Mm. But if you think about that organization that has 3,000 or 10,000, then that level one probably is going to be attained a whole lot faster. And even the 10 upvotes. Because if you think about that small organization, you're going to need, you know, 30% or over, you know, like 34% of the organization to give that upvote for you to get that level two. So Hmm. it feels like, I think it's a great start, sure. Um, If you have to pick numbers, you know, swag at a number, great. Um, That's fine. But the, the, it seems to be that maybe it should be configured based upon the number of active users rather than just, um, you know, the uh, random number that, you know, an organization has tens of thousands versus an organization that has less than a hundred. Anyway, so I think Mm. that's, um, that, that's my input. Um, There's a good question. There's a good, oh, there's a question. Are the, are the bet, this is from Pete. Yeah. Are the badges specific to each community? Um, so this is uh, just for the ANSYS portal, mm-hmm. uh, which may span communities. Right. Um, and gee, I don't know if it's even security trimmed. Do we want to show people if it was a private community sure. to, to badges show all that sort of stuff? So lots of good questions there in terms yeah. of how it's well, displayed. Th- I mean, things like what you were just saying the security so you've got let's dumb it down uh for me because that's what i need all right people (laughs) so we have two communities okay and i see daryl has the uh, level two badges Mm -hmm. but i see in the one community we share he's doing nothing like there's no where are these answers what's going on uh you know I, i don't know what's going on um how is he getting these? And I don't even see the activity. Um, so it's it's interesting. I, I think that's what people have to keep in mind. Um, a little bit of gamification. You know, of course, they come out with this and we say, okay, but I want to edit it and I want to change it. And I want to, mm. you know, I want to change the caterpillar to something else, um, you know, for the seeker. I don't know. Um, so this, I think this is going to be interesting. Um to see how this this happens um, with an organization, how it's used. This is a good message with a, um, a link through to the answers service and a little bit about the badges themselves. Mm-hmm. So do click through to that. Now, it is one of those features that if you um, are not licensed for Viva Suite or the Reliant products, then you won't see the answers port. Um, so we're going to be talking said, uh, over a couple of episodes now about some of the Viva features that are that are arriving for for people mm-hmm. um but and for those that are subscribed or have that licensing we will begin rolling that out early february expect to be complete by early march and that daniel is the show uh we Indeed. ran a little bit over but we know we got excited about some of these, yeah, me- these messages and thank you so yeah. much everyone for being engaging in the chat love seeing that again please leave us a comment and follow us on socials and engage uh, at 365 MCS everywhere. Just type it in. You can search for us. You, and uh, if you'd like to maybe subscribe to the audio podcast as well, all you have to do is search for 365 MCS on all of the platforms, any of the platforms. So you can subscribe on multiple locations if you'd like. I don't know why, but you can. <laughs> um, and uh, you'll find us there. We'd love to engage with you on Twitter and Facebook and Insta and all those places. 
so follow us and and engage give your thoughts and input we'd love to um amplify you uh, as well yeah well thank you for everyone tuning in we'll see you again next week bye for now <laughs>